Welcome to the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. Are you over 40 and tired of struggling with your weight? Do you feel like you're constantly starting over with your nutrition and fitness? I'm Lil, a certified nutrition coach and former registered nurse, and I too have been there. At the age of 44, I decided I was done with being stuck in the vicious diet cycle. I became a nutrition coach and created the Feel Your Best formula for women who are ready to do things differently. If you're ready to build a better relationship with food, get your energy back, build muscle, lose fat, and keep it off for good, then you're in the right place. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's build your formula for feeling your best. Welcome to episode three of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. I'm Lil, and I'm so happy you're here. I just have to start this episode by saying thank you for all of you who have downloaded, listened to the first two episodes. I was overwhelmed reading your messages, hearing what you had to say, thanking me for starting these types of conversations. Some of you were saying you felt like I was coaching you, you know, just through the podcast and it just has me so excited. I feel like my brain is exploding with ideas of all the things that we're going to talk about on here. And I just so appreciate those of you who have listened and, you know, taken the time to give me some feedback. You can always reach out to me through Instagram DMs or email me lil at liliuslewis.com. That information is in episode details. And if you're new here, you can go back and listen to episode one if you just kind of want to know a little bit more about me and what this podcast is all about. A little life update in regards to my broken ankle because um, I've gotten questions on that and I've answered on my Instagram, but I'm definitely feeling better. It was exactly two weeks ago today that I broke it and I had an x-ray today. Things are healing and it should be hopefully no more than another three to five weeks in the boot and then I will actually be able to start finally working out again. And um, I'm just glad that things are moving in the right direction. I'm recording this right coming off of Thanksgiving break. And we had a really nice time. I originally was supposed to host, but, you know, a broken ankle definitely um, had us rethinking that original plan. And my sister-in-law, uh, you know, she said, let me host. And it was awesome. We all went over there and um, it was just great. All the cousins were together and it was just really nice. I, of course, made my make-ahead mashed potatoes, which um, if you've been reading my blog, I know that many of you make that recipe as well. I'll make sure to put it in the comments here because um, if you're still cooking your mashed potatoes right before serving your holiday meal, uh, you're missing out and you need to make these mash make ahead mashed potatoes. I always make homemade cranberry sauce and I also brought um, cider mimosas, which are amazing. You do Prosecco or champagne for the adults and you can mis mix it with ginger ale for the kids. And it's so good. And you put a little whipped cream and sprinkle some cinnamon on there. Absolutely delicious. My niece made the most delicious cookies. She's a really good baker. 
their chai cookies. So they have all the same spices as like a chai tea. And oh my gosh, they're so good. And my son's robotics club had baked apple pies for a fundraiser. So we got one of those. And yes, the kids actually make them, make them, make them themselves. You know, they don't just buy a bunch of pies from a supplier. And that was really delicious too. So we ate so much good food, enjoyed every bite. And I hope you did as well. I hope you didn't feel like you had to restrict or count any calories or burn off what you ate in a workout. Um, on this podcast, we're really going to talk about moving away from those toxic old mindsets when it comes to nutrition and fitness and our overall health. And um, yeah, so I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I know, you know, I'm a former nurse. Of course, I've worked countless Thanksgivings in my life. And um, I know it was sometimes fun, you know, the staff, we would get together and bring things in and have our own little celebration and then get together with friends and family later. So if you had a job where you had to work, thank you so much. And um, I hope that you got to celebrate, you know, after your shift or whatnot. Um, okay, so what are we going to talk about today? I don't think I've even mentioned that. But today we're talking about figuring out a routine for your fitness. I'm not going to talk about exercises and like, oh, you should be doing bicep curls or squats or burpees or anything like that. No, we're talking about the logistics because that's what really matters. I think sometimes we get caught up in the details Um you know, the minutia of what working out and fitness is all about. And the reality is, is if you don't have a routine to fit fitness into your life, then you're not going to be able to create consistency. So what we're going to talk about today is five questions to ask yourself so that you can problem solve and start taking action towards getting into a workout routine that actually works for you. Before we get started on those five questions, just a reminder to um, go to your annual appointment with your doctor, get yourself checked out, blood work, if you have any aches and pains, you know, knee, back, hip problems, what have you, just go and get that stuff checked out before you start any sort of fitness program, because the last thing you want is to be sidelined with an injury or an illness or anything like that. So make sure to make that appointment, keep that appointment, what have you, before you get started on a new workout routine. Um, also, really important, and I'm saying this for myself as well as you, because this is going to be me um, in another month or so when I'm able to start working out again. But it's so important to honor where you are right now on your you know, fitness journey or the spectrum of fitness levels. I'm going to have to go back to pretty much being a beginner and I'm going to have to use light weights and I'm going to have to build up that endurance and strength and flexibility and all those things again. You know, I'm doing what I can right now, but I'm absolutely losing muscle and, you know, just not going to be in great shape when I get started again. So make sure that you're choosing a fitness program that is meant for a beginner if you're a beginner. And don't try to go all out and do something crazy without working up properly to get to that point. So um, I wanted to mention on my website, I have a start here page and you can just see that in the menu. 
And if you click there, you're going to see different information on getting started with nutrition. I even have linked some free workout, um, different options where you can find free workouts and stuff like that. So even though we're not going to talk about the specific details of a workout on this podcast, um, if you want those resources, I will make sure to link to my start here page in the podcast episode details. Okay, so let's get started. And if you have a pen and paper, maybe take some notes or take out your phone and start, you know, on your notepad on your phone, start taking some notes. And if you're driving, you can always come back to this later. But what we're going to start with is number one, where, where does it make the most sense for me to work out? Am I going to work out at home? Am I going to get a gym membership? Or maybe am I just going to go running? And this is a really important question because there's a lot of factors that go into creating consistency with your workouts and where you work out, I would say is one of like, it's, if you don't get this right, you're, it's, it's just going to have a ripple effect on every other aspect of it. So get honest with yourself about what your day-to-day life looks like. And I know it can be really tempting to sign up for, you know, a 12-week, 5 a.m. boot camp, but what's the reality of you being able to be consistent with that? And driving and childcare and getting out the door on time, these are all factors we need to consider, you know, especially if we're working out in the morning. So ask yourself, where are you going to work out? It can be very tempting to self-sabotage by signing up for something that sounds great on paper. And you think like, oh my gosh, I'm going to sign up for this and it's going to be amazing. And then when the reality of your day-to-day life hits and you realize that this is just adding more to your plate and actually creating stress and you're not feeling good about yourself because you're not able to stick to it, I would really think about what makes the most sense as to where you're going to work out. And you could always do a mix. Like maybe you want to go to the gym on the weekends, but your weekdays, you know, maybe you need to work out at home or you just need to go for a run before your kids get up. So really getting honest with yourself about what is going to be the most feasible location for you to do your workouts. Also, having like a backup plan. So maybe if you do want to go to the gym, do you have an option to do at home if there's a snow day or when your kids are sick or something like that? And these are all things I've encountered and I've learned from my own mistakes. And that's pretty much what this whole podcast episode is about. Um, I've experienced everything I'm talking about here. I've wasted money signing up for boot camps that I wasn't able to get to. And then you just feel so guilty. You feel bad about yourself. But it's just the reality that not everything is the right fit for everybody. So where are you going to work out? Let's think about that. Um, number two, when, when am I going to do my workouts? I would say the overwhelming vast majority of the women that I've worked through over the, the last nine years, 
ultimately work out in the morning, um, much of them 5am, 5.30, 6am before their kids wake up, before they have to get ready to go to work, get the kids to school, all of those things. And that for me was really important. I actually became a morning person and I highly recommend trying to do your workouts in the morning if you can, because unfortunately, as the day go on, I just feel like you're a ability to find that time in your day and create that space for yourself, it often dwindles as the day goes on. But, you know, maybe you are someone, um, one of my long-term friends, she that's that I've been working with, you know, for the past seven years, she works out in the afternoon. She would get home from work around 2 p.m. and work out in the half hour between when she got home and when her kids got off the bus and that worked really well for her. So again, try different things, see, you know, what works for you and really look at your day-to-day life and, you know, ask yourself time-wise, what are the obstacles that are preventing me right now from being consistent with my workouts? And if it isn't a physical obstacle, is it a mental obstacle? Is it your mind? Is your is it your mindset that's the biggest obstacle right now? And really look at plugging that workout into your calendar as an appointment with yourself so that you can create consistency. It doesn't mean you need to do it every day. Maybe you can get three workouts in a week, and that is okay. That's still being consistent. And ask yourself, you know. If I could snap my fingers right now and have the ideal day, what does my ideal day look like? And work backwards from there and really see how you can fit that extra 30, 45 minutes an hour. You know, if you decide that you want to go to a gym, you're probably going to need to find at least an hour, if not an hour and a half, two hours out of your day to drive there, um, take your class or whatnot, and then drive home. So when are you going to do your workouts? Um, I do recommend, like I said, a morning routine. That's something that I talk about a lot. So I do have blog posts on my blog that can help you with the actual logistics of that. But if you don't make that schedule for yourself, it's really not going to happen, right? Um, Number three, what equipment do I need? Don't get too caught up in this. I see people you know, get really worried about, oh, do I need to have certain weights or resistance bands or what have you? And I would say to get started, you really don't need much. When I got started with working out from home, I think I had three, um, uh, which I'm gonna call it little free weights. I don't know why that name escaped me for a second. I had two five pound weights and I think one 10 pound weight. And I just started there And as I created consistency, it built confidence. And slowly over time, we now have pretty much a full gym in our basement as far as weightlifting. And then we have an elliptical as well that sat, the elliptical sat unused for probably over a decade. And we actually use it all the time now, which is kind of funny. Um, I would like to get a treadmill, just a little walking pad is actually on my list of things that I want to invest in next. But I will tell you, we started with nothing. And now we have a full gym um, here in this house and our house in New Hampshire. We also have a full gym. It's a priority for us. Our whole family uses it. And um, 
I just have never regretted anything that we have invested in our gym equipment. And I think once you make that shift of this is who I am, I am someone who works out. I am someone who has gym equipment in my home that everything kind of changes and you just realize, you know, how easy it is to actually create that consistency. And you really don't need much to get started. You could go right now and Google at home, no equipment workouts, and you would probably have thousands and thousands of options at your fingertips. So you don't really need much. If you're going to start running, all you need is like definitely invest in a good pair of running shoes. Um, maybe you want to get a yoga mat. I do have a blog post with ideas for at-home gym equipment. And of course, if you go to a gym, you don't really need to bring anything with you other than a water bottle and a towel. So it really depends on what type of workout, you know, you want to do at this point in our house, we've invested in some really heavy weights and things like that. But, um, the Bowflex select tech weights, which are very, you know, space efficient. Those are the ones that are adjustable. Those are great investment if you're just getting started and maybe you have a smaller workout space. So there's so many options out there. Don't let the start stop you. You can, you know, find so many ways of getting a good workout in without needing to have any kinds of crazy equipment. I mean, I'm a child of the 80s and 90s, <laughs> the infomercials that we saw. I mean, I'm still personally traumatized by the Thighmaster <laughs> commercials, and my best friend's mom actually had one. So there's all kinds of wacky equipment out there. And at the end of the day, your body and a positive mindset is really the only equipment you need. Um, number four, what type of workout will I actually enjoy and stick with? And this is so important because if you don't enjoy something, you are not going to stick with it. If someone told me I had to do a um, what's it called? Zumba workout. Um, every day for the rest of my life, I would be like, Oh heck no, that sounds horrible. I do not like dance workouts. And it took me trying so many different things to finally figure out what I liked. And what I've realized I liked is I really like lifting heavy weights and I like going for walks outside. And that is what really, really works for me. I look forward to both of those things. Um, walking outside, if that's the only workout that you can get in right now, it's so good for you. Feel good about yourself. Don't feel like you should, you know, have to do more or that your, your walk isn't worthy of counting as a workout. Getting those steps in is really, really important and do what you enjoy. But also just because you don't like one, like if you go to a, you know, body pump class and you hate it, don't let that stop you from trying other things. Try yoga, try Pilates. There's so many ways out there to be active and don't think that just because you don't like one thing, or maybe you've tried something in the past that, you know, maybe you wouldn't like it now. Just give yourself options. I think saying, oh, I don't like to work out is the same thing as saying, I don't like to eat vegetables. Like there's a million different flavors and textures of vegetables, and there's a million different flavors of workouts. So the important thing is to move your body, honor your body. Your body was meant to move. Your body was meant to, you know, 
um, work hard and challenge itself. And you get so many benefits physically and mentally from working out. So find what you enjoy because that is what is going to be easiest to stick with. Don't overthink it. Um, and again, I will link my start here page if you just want to look at some free resources for that. And also just increasing your daily activity can be really important. You know, people talk a lot about getting steps in and things like that. And while I don't recommend getting obsessed over it, I do think it's really important to always look for ways that we can be a little bit more active, you know, park your car in a little bit further parking spot, take the stairs, not the elevator, and get outside for walks whenever you can, because that is just something that I, I'm going to talk about that a lot on here. Um, it's something that I've benefited from so much, and I don't think I realized how important it was really until the past couple of years. So what workout are you going to do? Let's go find it. Go try it. You know, put that on your schedule right now to try a new type of workout. And number five, I save this one for last because it's the most important. And what I'm going to say here is probably a little bit opposite of other ideas or advice that you've been given about creating a workout routine. So I actually do not recommend signing up for a boot camp or, you know, a 5k or anything. I don't recommend making your workout plan dependent on anyone else. So I don't recommend, you know, like your best friend is like, oh, let's, let's join this and let's do this and let's train for this together. That's great if you want to do it with someone, but here's the caveat. You do not want to make them responsible for your accountability. The magic happens when we take self-ownership, self-accountability, and we create commitment. We decide that we're going to do it. So if you say you sign up for a 5 a.m. boot camp with your neighbor, Sally, and you're really excited to do it, you have decided, like, I went to the sample class. I loved it. I can't wait to get up at 5 a.m. You know, actually, I can't wait to get up at 4.30 a.m. every day and get to this class. And I just know it's going to be so awesome. And you sign up for it with Sally and the two of you decide you're going to do it together. And then Sally texts you, um, you know, Monday night, she's like, I'm not going to be able to go tomorrow. My kid is sick and I just know I'm not going to get any sleep or whatever. And you're going to say, okay, cool. I'm going to go anyway and I'll just let you know what you missed. And I'm sticking to the plan instead of, oh, well, Sally can't go. Um, maybe I should just, you know, sleep in a little or take some extra time and do something else with that time that I would normally go to the gym, whatever, whatever. Because sometimes when you sign up for something with somebody else, yes, they can be a great form of accountability, but they can also be a great excuse. So I really recommend digging deep and finding that self-accountability, that self-ownership, and just deciding that you're the only way that you're going to create consistency with yourself. You cannot rely on anyone else. And when it comes to making all these changes, ultimately it's coming down to that mindset shift that needs to happen. We can point to so many external factors in our life 
And I alluded to this, you know, in my previous episode where I talked about, you know, we had, we were taking care of an elderly family member. And I'm also still at a stage where my kids need to be driven around and need to be helped with a lot of things. So I was kind of sandwiched with all of these responsibilities and not necessarily having the time or the energy to focus on my self-care the way I had been able to in the past. And I really had to look at my own self-ownership, self-accountability, and realize that it was on me to figure things out as things were shifting externally, you know, things that I needed to take care of. I still had to internally figure out how I was going to uphold that commitment I had to myself for my own self-care. And I know right now there's um, that new Taylor Swift song. I, I, I don't really know much of her music, but I've seen the meme where it's saying like, um, I'm the problem, it's me. And ultimately, that's ultimately what it comes down to. We have to realize that we are the problem. And the really cool thing about that is that we can also be the solution. It's not up to your neighbor. It's not up to your spouse. It's not up to your gym instructor or your coach to hold you accountable. It's up to you to decide that you made that commitment to yourself and that you are worth it. And you're appropriately creating these systems in your life, a system for success that that actually matches where you are in life and that you can be consistent with. So that's really what it's all about. So to review the questions that we're going to ask ourselves so that we can create a solution are number one, where are you going to work out? Got to figure that out. Number two, when are you going to do your workouts and put that workout in the calendar? Is that appointment with yourself? And three, what equipment do I really need to get started? You know, don't overwhelm yourself and think you need to have everything just to get started. Um, number four, what workout activity will I actually enjoy being willing to try new things and being honest when you don't like something? Because um, signing up for something and committing to something that you don't like is a recipe for failure. And number five, creating that self-ownership and self-accountability with yourself and not putting it on anyone else and just realizing that at the end of the day, we are the ones that have to make those decisions for ourselves because we have to live with the consequences of our own choices. So I really hope you found this conversation helpful. Again, I will let you know as soon as I'm on Apple Podcasts, but if you do want to share this with your friends in the meantime and let you know, other people know that this podcast is out there and these are the type of things we're going to talk about. I would appreciate that so much. And I will go ahead and put all those little extra nuggets in the show notes that you can find on my website. And um, yeah, I think that's it for episode three. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. If you enjoyed the information and discussion we had here today, then make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you're serious about making changes with your nutrition and fitness, then you definitely want to join my weekly newsletter list as well. You can find the link below and more information in the episode details. That's all for today, and we will see you back here next week for a new episode of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast.